0: Hello and welcome back to Trust Issues, the podcast where we were supposed to be tracking the first 100 days of Liz Truss's premiership, seeing how she got on and if she managed to deliver on her promises. Unfortunately, though, we're going to need a rebrand because as we we're about to discuss in today's podcast, we have a new prime minister. We
1: do indeed. Yeah,
0: Our fifth in like a good few years, right? It's yeah. not been that long. We're rattling through them. We haven't got any good names yet, so we need a rebrand.
1: Yeah, exactly. Before we get into Rishi. Go on. Yeah, we should... Everyone, please leave your best new title suggestions in the comments because we need a title that is as good as Trust Issues and we can't. And I don't own. have to
0: explain why Trust Issues <laughs> is good, but it's clearly good. It is good. Yeah, because we're meant to be tracking her issue being trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Trust Issues. I don't know if they got <laughs> <laughs> if we picked up on that yet. Having that said, I don't episode. want to explain why it's good. Like, I did <laughs> though. Okay, so yeah, we need a new title. Yeah. But that's not all the country's got that's new. Oh, oh very segue. good no, Very terrible, good Terrible, Also, that, that delay <laughs> um, Actually, I want to promote the, the, the store Well, let's promote, promote the store Promote the store Promote the st- How are you going to cut this? I'm not Carry
1: on Go, go, just go
0: So I don't know if you listen to podcasts But they normally start with a good five minutes of adverts You have to skip over We've never done an advert on this podcast Unless you watch on YouTube In which case, whatever but like The podcast Yeah And I feel like With trust issues coming to an end, we need to rectify that and at least do one advert for ourselves. So I just wanted to let you know that all of our pin badges that we used to promote all the time in videos are on a crazy fire sale at the moment because we're running out of room in the office and we just don't want them about anymore. And we've got so many of them and it feels like a waste for us to hoard a Mm. bunch of metal which has engraved on it like enamel pins that we made. So essentially they're looking for good homes. And we've we've cut the prices so low that you're just gonna be angry with me that we're even doing it. Each pin badge you want is one ninety nine, down from five ninety nine, Ben. I know, it's, that an amazing, like it's an amazing discount jack. Then, better still, if you pick a mystery pin badge, well we'll select one at random, it's ninety nine P. Wow. What wow. can you honestly, get for 99 Honestly, these and I, I shouldn't come clean about this. Yeah. Shipping's going to cost you more than that.
1: Well, I mean, we yeah. are making a loss in some of them. Some oh, of
0: 99p, it. we're making a loss. Yeah, there you go. We weren't, we weren't shot of them. We've got so, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love how you started this advert with, I
2: just thought you should know, as if it's some sort of like public service <laughs> it announcement. Is.
0: But no, this is where the public service announcement comes in. They're 99p if you want a mystery one, but if you want five mystery ones, do the maths on this. three forty-nine. Wow. That's cheaper. It's it is cheaper. Then that guess, is the sort guess of the
2: How much is for 10? Oh, I don't know, Jack. It must be more than £10.
0: No, it's not. It's not. You're right, though. Retail price, if you bought them individually, it would be £59.90. But if you buy them today, £4.99. That is a
2: steal, Jack. That's amazing.
0: Honestly, it feels like a scam. (laughs) tonyarnews.co.uk forward slash store. Should we do adverts more often, do you think? Was that that successful? It felt like teleshopping.
1: It did, (laughs) but in the worst way.
0: Okay, so... This weekend, a lot has happened. Last time we spoke, um, Liz Truss had just stepped down as prime minister. We were waiting to find out who our new prime minister would be. We knew the schedule, we knew the timetable, we knew who was likely to become uh, kind of the popular people to back. Um, over the weekend, it kind of emerged who the kind of three main contenders were. Although, as we'll come on to, three is maybe slightly generous. The main ones though, Boris Johnson, Rishi Sunak, and Penny Morden. Uh, Boris Johnson was one everyone was looking at over the weekend primarily at least um, because Rishi Sunak very quickly emerged as kind of a front runner and also he managed to clear the 100 backers threshold that you needed to meet in order to qualify he managed to cross that pretty quickly so he was past it Boris Johnson was the one everyone was looking at seeing was he going to run and was he going to meet the threshold so what did we hear over the weekend what were the developments we got kind of as the time played out? Well on Saturday
2: it was, Johnson sort of made his way back to the UK, he was on holiday, so there was a couple of pictures um, released of him or you know, they were on Twitter of him, of him on the plane coming mm-hmm. back. So the thought process was that he'd be, you know, jetting back to the UK to try and get his campaign going. So yeah. he's trying to, you know, garner support, trying to get past this 100 uh, MP threshold so that he could be on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, He seemed to be doing that all over the weekend. There's a lot of speculation as to whether he would surpass 100. If he did, then it would likely be him and Sunak going to the membership vote, Mm -hmm. uh, which could be quite a a sort of bitter showdown. There was then some uh, reports that uh, Johnson was meeting with both uh, Sunak and Morden uh, individually to try and basically to try and uh, show that they were uh, still unified that they could come to some sort of agreement to present the conservative party as some you know a, a, as a unified party because yeah. there's been a lot of division a lot of fractures um, a lot of uh, controversy at the minute with them uh, no agreement was reached with anybody mm-hmm. so johnson um, then it was uh, revealed was it was it last night sunday night
1: yeah it was late on sunday night
2: yeah uh, that johnson was no longer <laughs> going to be running he wouldn't Mm -hmm. be putting his name forward he claimed that he got enough to surpass 100 mps yeah i know that you think that this probably
0: didn't happen
2: so he he claimed he got 102. in
0: his remarks on sunday night when he backed out the race he claimed 102. yes previously though on saturday night it was being reported that sources close to him said they already had 100. so i mean we can get onto the maths in a minute but there's across the weekend there was speculation about how many votes he got people thought he had a hundred or at least it was being said that he had a hundred um, but publicly you're looking at between 60 and 63 for yeah. official named backers so we don't know for sure whether he did meet the 100 threshold zach you have opinions
1: well no i, I think maybe he did meet the 100 threshold i think on a piece of paper somewhere in his team's office there mm-hmm. were 100 names who had sort of said provisional yeses but i think he probably had 60 to 70 maybe 80 yeses yeah and then a fair few of those would have been like maybes mm-hmm. um because if the last couple of months has talked to anything it's that most conservative mps are quite transactional mm-hmm. and i think there would have been a whole load of them who were thinking oh you know i'm gonna back boris in the hope that he gets through the membership and then wins and then i could get a ministerial position but they were probably also thinking once it becomes clear that rishi's going to win i'll switch over to him yeah so i think that he would have had maybe 75 yeses mm-hmm. and then something like 25 sort of you know maybe slash if you're going to win i'll jump on your horse yeah yeah
0: and that does kind of make more sense because the kind of the speed of growth of his campaign if he was genuinely to have hit 100 yeses on saturday night to then have only reached 102 through an entire day feels weird and even if he did reach 102 there's obviously some speculation that would he really have dropped out we know johnson fairly well as a political player at this point can we imagine him dropping out if you genuinely thought he could win because if he did go to the membership though he likely had pretty good odds right
2: yeah but i suppose the other way of looking at it is that he's seen what happened with trust yes trust was brought down because she couldn't um unify the party the party was divided Mm -hmm. and just let's not forget that um, trust never had the support of the full party in terms of its mps she lost the mp vote they backed sunak she had the support of the membership so i suppose johnson might be looking at that and was slightly uh worried Mm -hmm. if he did then become prime minister this week that he'd inherit a divided party, he might have got a majority of MPs, but to be fair, that's uh, sceptical. And almost certainly, Sunak would have got more. And there's still a huge division between Johnson and Sunak at the minute because um, the Johnson backers look at Sunak and see mm-hmm. them as you know the group that stabbed him in the back. Yeah. And Sunak backers ousted Johnson um, a couple of months ago. So you know it would have caused a real rift in the Conservative Party if he did become the Prime Minister. And he might have sort of assumed I, I wouldn't be able to heal that. So I think what's probably happened is that he's looked at all that, mm-hmm. thought, I'm not going to be able to unify the party right now. Yeah, I'll sit back, wait for Sunak to either lose the election, be ousted himself, things to go badly, etc. And then he'll put his name forward in the future. It's interesting that in his, in his sort of letter saying that he's not going to stand, he's still sort of alluding to the fact that sort of now isn't the right time, mm-hmm. as in he is going to come back at some yeah. point. He's still going ahead with this idea that it, the book isn't, closed yet on yeah. him on him being prime minister again.
1: It's such an incredible statement. Like it's the most, I mean, I use the word self-assured in the video we wrote. But yeah. It's the most arrogant statement I think I've seen a professional politician yeah. put out, in, in the UK it. at least, yeah. it's very Trumpian, um, all that stuff. Just so can be
2: guaranteed that I'd be able to win the next election. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I would win the next election. I think he described his own victory as a massive win. <laughs> when he was talking about his 2019 victory. Yeah. Um, it has very like, um, you didn't dump me, I dump you yeah. vibes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, but I think what's interesting is also the fact that, like, we all agree w- implicitly that his ego is just too big for this to be yeah. out of goodwill. Yes. It, it's clearly transactional. It's clearly self-interested in some sense. And I think it's I, what I you, suppose
0: then the question is, yeah, what is was it? it because he didn't have the votes and it was just about to be embarrassed and he can't have that because that will diminish his kind of weight within the party? Or was it he either thought they needed to be more unified... Or he just thought, this is actually a terrible time to be a prime minister because you're coming into more months of badness.
1: It sounds like he believed he had the votes. Um, and Maybe he did. It's very, very possible. Um, I think it was what Ben alluded to a second ago, which is that I think he would have been told that there was enough anti-Johnson sentiment in the parliamentary party Mm -hmm. that he wouldn't have had a functioning majority had he become leader. And then there's not really much point being leader. And then you go into general election at a very, very tough time. So I think that's what he would have been told. And
2: I think he does think that, the, the I, I think, as you're saying, that the, the letter reads as very sort of arrogant and self-assured. And I think that his mindset is that the Tory party are absolutely begging for him to come back. Yeah. So he'll pick and choose when he comes back. Sure. And he's thought now isn't the now time. Now's not
0: the time. Well, it's interesting either way. Regardless, he dropped out of the race. Um, it's not just people on Twitter that are speculating about the true numbers. Sunak's own camp, or certainly some within Sunak's camp, have suggested that it's not true that Johnson ever reached 100. I guess we'll never properly find out, because as you say, a lot of it is kind of just lists on paper. Yeah. Like, it's there's just not... It's a wild system that this is how it
2: works. <laughs> it's the classic 1922 committee just being you know, Weird. shady yeah. and not releasing anything and just being deliberately um, obstructive.
0: Well, with that good news about how <laughs> democracy works, um, Sunak was able to cross the line. He in fact managed to get more than 50% of MPs to back him, um, which is a good sign for party unity, question mark? Yeah, I think
2: the, the Conservative Party are quite keen. They're, I think they've been quite keen since Truss resigned mm-hmm. to try and just have one unity candidate. Yeah. It has. I don't think it's worked exactly as they wanted. I think they were hoping that one person would put their name forward and everyone yeah. would back them, which hasn't quite happened. Um, I think they would have liked some agreement between, for example, Morden and uh, Sunak, mm-hmm. uh, which again didn't happen. But the fact that it didn't go to the membership i think that's by it's by design that yeah. this this no, is this right. whole leadership election isn't how it normally goes yeah. it has been designed to try and massively reduce the chances of it going to the membership the fact that it was a 100 MP threshold is Mm -hmm. massive Um, you know the fact that it's such a collapsed timetable as well like it is deliberately designed and it's worked as they intended so I think it
0: it almost makes you question the design of the whole process the fact that it was so truncated and the fact that the threshold was so high it maybe kind of explains why the plans of how the membership were ever going to vote were so shaky the kind of like It will be online. 20,000 Conservative members don't have email addresses anyway, which is wild on its own. (laughs) The concerns about privacy. I think they clearly saw that this was the ultimate outcome. So all those questions were kind of interesting because they're fun for us to talk about on a podcast. But they always knew it probably wasn't going to matter. They kind of guessed that there was going to be one clear enough winner but right. they
2: had to yeah, sorry go. just very quickly they had to act as if it could yes. go to the membership because um it's quite awkward for them because the mps chose sunak in the last leadership election yeah but the members chose trust mm-hmm. so if the mps if they just said it's just mps voting yeah and they're going to obviously choose sunak then the membership are going to start questioning hold on a minute why right you, whereas yeah. if it looks like oh the membership will get a say, unless it's really overwhelming yeah. that they back one candidate and go, oh, well, you know, it was uh, the MP, was there's only, so there's cl- only yeah, one yeah, name yeah. that went forward. He we couldn't possibly have you vote on it. Yeah. It makes, you know, it, it, it was it was of deliberate design.
0: So Sunak managed to be the only one who got through. Johnson claims he got through, but pulled out. Uh, Morden never made the numbers, at least i mean she didn't even claim to at any point as far as i know and then pulled out moments before the official results were due which left just sunak who is now our new prime minister are you either of you at all surprised by this result either the fact it's sunak or how it played out or even just the fact that there wasn't any formal agreement between sunak and morden that was speculated about is this kind of how you thought it would play out or is this surprising in any way
1: well, I think the the end result is probably what we all expected yeah but I do think that actually it was it was tighter than than a the 1922 committee would have hoped and mm-hmm. B than we expected I don't think that when the 1922 committee designing the rules they were clearly hoping for a coronation they were clearly mm-hmm. hoping that it would be only Sunak who would make yeah. it through that threshold but Johnson at least came close and as Ben mentioned a second ago Mordaunt was fighting until five minutes before the deadline mm-hmm. um, so I think that, that that doesn't bode well for party unity or for the 922's sort of administrative uh, capacity or hold over the party Yeah, um, but I think this, the Sunak outcome is, is was sort of what everyone expected it's what the bookies expected until yes. there was a bl- brief Boris spike on Saturday but for the most part that the odds were firmly in Sunak's favour so
0: Ben do you agree?
2: Yeah um, I mean as Zach said it is what we expected Sunak I think n- The only sort of threat that he had was it going to membership vote with Johnson, but that Mm -hmm. was kind of a shaky possibility because of the fact that he might not get the numbers. Yeah. But I think that the the odds were at the end of last week that it would probably be Sunak. Mm -hmm. It was either going to be, as I said on the podcast last time, it was either going to be Sunak outright, which Mm -hmm. is what's happened, or it was going to be Sunak versus Johnson, which it probably could have been had Johnson not pulled out. Um, So I think it was, you know, there's not been any sort of left field thing that's happened. It's kind of gone as we expected.
0: Going forward then, obviously Sunak has to form a cabinet. He's got to introduce whatever new policies he wants to. We're going to see probably a fairly big change from at least Truss's initial promises. Obviously, she changed on her own promises even when she was in government. Um, But what do you think we can expect over the next kind of few weeks months when it comes to the beginning of Sonax Premiership obviously we got some indication over the summer when he ran first time but this time there's been almost zero policy talk so what what do you think we're expecting from Sonax first days and months
1: so I think he's in the similar predicament to uh, what Truss and Quartain were in only a couple of weeks ago that mm-hmm. the markets are still not best pleased with the fiscal state of the uk and he will have to somehow balance the books um whatever that really means he's either gonna have to raise taxes or cut spending uh in good news for sunak just by mere virtue of him being there the markets have calmed already Mm -hmm. um uh, guilt yields this is super boring sorry but guilt yields are already down um by about 30 basis points 0.3 percent um, and in practice that will save the government something like seven billion pounds a year which is significant yeah. you know it's sort of like it's 20 percent of the, the the black hole that they've got to cover yeah um but nonetheless it's only 20 percent. you still have a fair bit to cover mm-hmm. um and i think if the european experience has anything that you don't want to get stuck in a doom loop of being beholden to markets and yeah having sort of permanently higher than average interest rates so he will have to bounce the book somehow to calm the markets i think that's the really difficult thing for him um there are, as we've talked, we've mentioned this so many times, but there are just no politically easy cuts available. Yeah. Um, and equally, there aren't tax raises aren't politically easy, especially sure. during the cost of the living crisis. Um, and so- especially
0: when his own party only weeks ago was celebrating cutting taxes. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, so that's going to be difficult for him. Um, I don't know what he'll do. My, my in- instinct is be a bit combination of the two. Mm-hmm. I think what you should expect to see is um, some sort of increase on taxes. I think it will somehow be either a freeze on the basic rate of income tax, a sort of stealth tax on the general population, yeah. or hitting higher income earners, because I think that's just, that's politically that's, that's the, the only popular thing. Yeah. Um, which would be interesting, because it's like, it goes to show how much the Tory party are beholden to like both politics and the markets if yeah. they do do that. Um, and then i think you should expect also see some cuts so i think that some some potential areas for cuts i don't think there's anything left in welfare mm-hmm. i think a really controversial but very possible one would be cuts to defence spending or mm-hmm. these freeze on defence spending which would go down very very badly with ben wallace who's said that he will only remain in post as long as the government is committed to raising defence spending to 3% by the end which of the decade which is very high it's massive and yeah. it's the sort of thing that was clearly very popular and makes some se- i mean some people do think it makes sense mm-hmm. um, but it is well and above the nato target and it's the sort of thing that were ukraine not in the headlines any cost-cutting chancellor would be looking towards yes so i think that's what will be happening i think cabinet wise i think this is what he'll do and i think it's a good idea he just wants to get safe pairs of hands Mm we assure everyone so keep hunt in chancellor yeah probably someone like michael Gove back at leveling up Mm -hmm. probably maybe someone like sajid javid at health Mm -hmm. to ease coffee at work and pensions all these people who have experience in those relevant departments and just sort of steady the ship um, and hope that the markets turn their attention to someone else and we end up with borrowing costs similar to what they were a year ago Um, or not a year ago at least similar to what other G7 countries are looking at Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's that's what's gonna happen I think the difficult thing for Sunak will be that the the cuts and the tax raises are going to be unpopular yeah and the provisional polling that has been done before Sunak actually got in, there's a couple of polls that basically asked people hypothetically if Sunak was in, what would you what would you vote, do suggest that he's still between sort of 10 and 20 points behind Labour. Um, and that's still election wipeout territory. Yeah. Um, and if he ends up doing ideologically unpopular things like tax raises and spending cuts, and those translate into further poll drops, then you can see how a parliamentary party which of which at least some fraction are basically just tolerating him because he's the least worst option they have to like show party unity um will will lose patience Mm -hmm. you know you can imagine the boris johnson loyalists after a couple of months of minus being 20 points behind labor and raising taxes and cutting defense spending for example Mm -hmm. which would go down very badly amongst them that they will just go we've had enough of this this sensible nonsense let's get bojo back
2: Yeah I just want to add on to that I I completely agree with all of that Um, I just you know I think he's going to be the first Prime Minister since Theresa May who is actually willing to do unpopular things um, that are right you know, that he believes is right for the country, you know. I think mm-hmm. he, he's going he's definitely gonna raise tax. I think he's, he was quite clear about that last time he ran. He's gonna to have to make spending cuts. Yeah. They are unpopular. Um, but as we saw with trust, she wasn't willing to do anything um, that was perceived and Johnson was the same. He didn't want to do anything that was perceived as unpopular. Fracking. Yeah, trust um, will
1: do loads of unpopular things. Every individual trust policy is super unpopular. She's famously said, I want to be unpopular
2: in yes, sorry, with her base. I should have oh. made that clear.
1: Uh, uh, yeah but, I mean perhaps yeah I mean there's, there's, yeah
2: We're well, with trust with her base with Johnson with the wider country but I think that in a sense Rishi w- is willing to do things that people whether it is their base whether it is the country find unpopular sure. um, because he thinks it's the right thing to do and I think the, the, this was made clear with the fact that he is going to raise tax make spending cuts etc mm-hmm. um, on the cabinet uh, point I completely agree with all of that as well I think he's probably going to try and come across as the unity candidate I think this is mm-hmm. what we've been saying over the weekend is that the Tories were crying out for a unity candidate and I think one of the ways he might do that is to at least appoint um, at least Mordant to a key position yeah yeah that's possibly a good point. foreign secretary um yeah could be something else but certainly in the cabinet somewhere and um, just to try and be uh, you know bring the party mm-hmm. back together I think that's what he's going to try and be I think he's just going to try and you know stay the ship try yeah. and be a bit more boring I think that's yeah. in their interest is to stay out the headlines steady the ship calm the markets and I think that's his job over the next mm-hmm. few months and I think
0: that's what he's going to try and do so before Truss went, we were talking about polling and we are talking about the comparison between Labour and the Conservatives and the odds looking forward to 2024 or whenever the next election will be. I think even taking into account the fact that Sunak is going to have to do some unpopular things, I think are we in agreement that Sunak stands a better chance at the next election than Truss would have done if she'd stayed on? Oh,
1: uh, yeah. Po- yeah. The okay. polling suggests that. And what is actually, the last thing I'll say on that, the po- A, the polling suggests it, but B, there was a poll done by YouGov that yeah. asked people... The, the question was if trust stayed on mm-hmm. until 2024 and mm-hmm. Labour had a 46 point lead. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it's ridiculous. It's crazy, that, isn't, isn't it? 46 points. Yeah.
0: yeah. So if we're in agreement that Sunak is improving things, just his mere presence, even if he is doing unpopular stuff, do we think the dial is being moved significantly there? Because previously, if it was going to be a trust in 2024, I think we were all in agreement that Labour pretty much had it in the bag or at least had very good odds. What do we think it looks like now with Starmer going up against uh, Sunak?
2: I think it's going to be it's going to be more tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that and Zach and I have had a disagreement on this on a number of occasions about um, Sunak's ability to communicate. Yeah, and I think this just comes back to this again. Um, I think there are occasions where he does come across as a bit petty. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's been stuff about his, his wife's tax affairs where sure. he came across as a bit a bit petty. Um, but there were other times where he has been. Quite slick his campaign was running quite a slick Mm -hmm. way Uh, he definitely came across as the most professional uh, um, in in the leadership uh, election the the earlier one this year yeah so I think that might make him a little bit more difficult Um, but you know if he does have to do unpopular things and to be fair 24 is a long way off but if he still has to do unpopular things I think labor are still gonna be ahead I just think it's gonna be tighter sure Um, but you still think but I still think I still think if, if I had to say right now and you're so you so far off and all this yeah. I want to put all the, the normal caveats on but hey, if I had yeah. to say right now probably still labour but just tighter
1: majority or majority coalition, yeah. yeah yeah, majority Zach yeah I think my base case is also still a labour majority I think that's the most likely outcome but then again I think that's a probably a sub 50% it's just the most likely sure. of all the outcomes um, on the, the media thing I, I still stand by my original um, take which is that Sunak isn't a very good media performer, and the times when he is a very good media performer is basically when he's feeling confident. He's doing something popular. Mm-hmm. I think, unfortunately, for Sunak, the next two years are going to be filled with doing unpopular things and being significantly behind Starmer. Yeah, um, and I don't think he's cut out for that sort of thing media wise. Um, I don't I think the media thing will make much of a difference, though. I think that the main thing will just be the economics and yeah. how that pans out over the next two years. This is a sort of redundant question because no one knows how it's going to pan out. I mean, again, if anything, the last t- couple of years taught us anything, yeah. it's that. Yeah, national, ecology, uh, national economies are subject to the global macroeconomic winds yeah. and it, incumbent governments get fucked by it and yeah. they can't really help it. So if inflation subsides, you know, we're in the money mm-hmm. um, and maybe Sunak can come back in 2024 saying, look, I stabilized the ship, don't worry about it. Um, China invades Taiwan, inflation kicks up, he's mm-hmm. probably buggered. So we're all buggered in that case, though. To be Aww, fair, um, lovely. But you see what I mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, so I do you think as tell. well.
2: In the next next time we do this, um, prime minister's questions will have happened this week. Yes, which should be his first. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason that he won't be there. Yeah, uh, So you'd expect. That I think would I think that would be a good indication that of his his communication stuff. Yeah. I know you, I completely agree. The economy is going to be far more important. Um as with trust, the sort of the economy point and how you deal with that. And then you can certainly make that situation worse by being a bad communicator. So I think it'll be interesting to see on Wednesday how he performs at PMQs. Nice. Well, that's interesting.
0: Big changes, Big potentially big changes in odds heading forward to 2024. We seem not to have changed viewpoint too significantly, but as you say, anything could happen. We do though, as you mentioned at the start, we do need a new title for the podcast. Um, We can't be called Trust Issues for much longer. These are issues created by trust, So I'm happy for a couple more weeks You could just put an
1: apostrophe on the end, it's trust's issues Exactly,
0: Um, but we do need a new title I'm presuming, oh there's one final question I (laughs) guess One, give us your suggestions for titles Two, presuming the new title is another kind of pun on Sunak Do we think he's likely to last all the way till 24 Or do you think there's a chance, no matter how remote That we could need another title before we reach there there's a chance. There's always a chance.
1: Um, you mean chance? As me, as me, Cheap on. shot. Cheap shot. Cheap shot. Sorry.
2: Um, can I do that again?
0: No. Yeah, yeah, Nor- no, 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 no. Let, let the northerners attack him in the comments. Yeah. Oh, sorry, northerners. Don't cut that out. It's
1: very true.
2: Um, yeah, I do. I think there's a chance. Um, I think uh, it's more remote than it obviously was with trust. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's quite early. It's quite early to say. Yeah. But. I, if he does go, I would presume it won't be nearly as quickly as, as Trust. We'll get I think. more than forty <laughs> She's going He's though. gonna. He's not gonna be. Yeah. He's. G- we're gonna get more than forty good for days out. So it has
0: to be a good title. Yeah. Yeah. I agree uh, with Ben. Yeah. You think there's a chance?
1: I think. Yeah. I think there is. Yeah.
0: Thanks for watching one of the last episodes of Trust Issues. Uh, let us know your suggestions in the comments. Nice. Goodbye.